Hey, hello everybody. Uh, Mark Harrington here. We're at the uh, University. Uh, what is it? Buffalo State. Buffalo State. I, I lost track here. We're doing a tour of New York uh, campuses. We're at Buffalo State today. Yesterday, we were at the University of Buffalo, and we have our jumbotron screen behind us. This is kind of the mid-size screen. It's the screen between the larger one that we use at the March for Life and a smaller version that we use on other venues, college campuses, high schools, and abortion clinics. But we're here today to reach students on abortion, and I'm with Blaise Aline with the uh, Canadian Center for Bioethical Reform, and Michelle, sorry. Toronto Right to Life. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Kaluik. Kaluik, you know, I asked you four times, and I said, Michelle Kaluik with Toronto Right to Life. So they're traveling with us this week. Uh, and we'll be at another campus tomorrow, and that'll be our tour of New York. So, let me uh, let me ask you, Blaze. You've you've obviously been doing pro-life activism a long time, been using AVP, that is, abortion victim photography. Uh, the uh, American uh, Center for Bioethical Reform, really a pioneer, obviously in this. Greg Cunningham uh, really was the one that got me involved in this as well, but. This is the first time I think you've seen video used on a college campus. Now, right now we're playing prenatal video. Uh, later on, we'll play abortion video. Uh, what is what was your experience yesterday with that? How'd you feel that worked out? Yeah, so we've used a little bit of video before, like you know, having an abortion video on your phone that you can show someone in conversation, or at the University of Toronto when Michelle and I were with the club at the University of Toronto Students for Life, we put created equal videos and some other videos up on some screens on a table. Okay. But this is a different level when you have right. a screen that size out here in public. Like yesterday at the University at Buffalo, I had a conversation right off the top with a student uh, right as we opened up, and. I just kept directing his attention back to the video as we were talking, right? Talking about science and human rights and isn't it a human rights violation to kill an innocent human being, just right. pointing them to the video. And I could just see him looking at the video like it was there as a super visible reference point, so effective in conversations. It just makes it so much more obvious mm -hmm. that abortion kills an innocent human being. So really powerful to have video that visible. Right. here at Outreach. Well, we're really fortunate now This the LED technology is within reach. It's affordable and we can scale it up, we can scale it down, we can get it almost on any venue that's available to us. So it's really opened up a whole new avenue of using these uh, images across North America. So Michelle, what about you? Uh, have you ever done anything like this with the uh, videos before? Yeah, no, this would be the first time that we've used a video this size on a campus. As Blaze said, we've played videos on a tablet or on a desktop screen uh, when we're doing campus uh, tabling indoors. But this is the first time that we're using um, a video this size. And I think that at outreach yesterday when you know, we were talking to people about abortion, having the videos is it's so much harder to refute the truth of abortion you right. know compared to the photos the photos is obviously very powerful but when you have the videos as well it is so much harder to argue against abortion yeah, and it's hard for them to say they're fake too yes. it's a lot harder for they they often try to tell us that our our static our still images are fake uh, what would you say to those still out there in our movement that say this doesn't work, it offends people, drives them away, it's counterproductive? How would you answer that? 
Yeah, from my experience of doing outreach for more than five years, I've seen so many hearts and minds change right in front of me because of the power of images. Not only people are changing their minds through conversations, but by simply seeing the images of what abortion does to pre-born children, they change their mind quickly. Or even if they take some time, it's the images really that really makes a difference in the way they see abortion. Right. And now, now, let me interrupt because it will drive some people away will it not i mean some people are going to be offended and they're just going to you know shrug their shoulders and pass by or get angry but they're not the ones we're trying to reach right so i mean i think even for people who are offended right. by the photos and the videos um i think sort of what's the alternative to reach them because if they're at risk to abortion as well you know, if we have some nice, friendly pro-life display, they're not going to come up to it as well. Like, they tend to be offended by anything pro-life. And the thing is, they can get the pro-life message. They can see the truth about abortion, and they're going to take that image, that video, with them, mm. even if they e even if they right. don't like us for doing it. You know, we, we, we've heard from a, from a student on a campus when we were turning to that campus a year later, um, her friend told us that you know last year she thought you guys were the worst. She thought you guys were awful. She was swearing at you. She was debating with you and everything. Over the last year, she became pregnant and could not bring herself to have an abortion because she'd seen the images, but she still thinks you guys are jerks. <laughs> right now, now that's not because anyone treated her with a lack of respect. Right. It's not because we are jerks. Right, and, and it'd be nice. It'd be nice if she understood why we were doing what we were doing, and hopefully one day she comes to understand that. But her baby is alive today because she saw the photos, even though she was offended by them, right? right? So the goal is saving babies and changing right. people's minds on abortion. Right. And I think that a well-functioning conscience should be offended by the truth about abortion. It is offensive because it's injustice. Right, right. So you guys are from Canada. You're in the United States. What's the difference? If there is one, what's the difference on a college campus with students that you're interacting with? Because most of the listeners and viewers are from America. You know, we understand what it's like on a college campus here in the US, but what is it like in Canada? Mm. Yeah, what I noticed yesterday while speaking to students at the University of Buffalo is that there's actually a lot more tolerance here to you know hearing the other side on an issue like abortion. And so I had a lot of productive conversations with people on the issue of abortion, even when they said that they were pro-choice in the beginning. And I can you know I can tell that they were really challenged hard by the end of that conversation, or they changed their mind. In Canada, to be honest, it is much harder because there's less tolerance to hearing the opposite side. Well, why would you say that? Why why is it that way in Canada? I think it's because of lack of conversations or it, because it's not discussed as much. And I think that's why converse, bringing the conversation to people out on the streets is so important. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. And what about you, Blaze? I mean, you, you understand the dynamic uh, in America versus Canada. Uh, what would you say to our, your American friends? Because <laughs> we look up to you folks, you know, for the courageous take, you know, actions you guys take. We know what you're up against. We have it pretty good in America in a lot of ways, don't we? Yeah, I mean... In the sense that it's still a debate, it's ongoing, the fights, you know, we're actually making progress here in the U.S. And I'm not saying you're not, but 
Yeah. It's, it's a little darker up in, up north, isn't it? For sure, right? So we have great conversations on Canadian campuses, but it takes more work to get that conversation started. It's like we're starting from further away. We have to put a lot more work and effort in to get someone to open up and listen, whereas there's, on average, more of that kind of default openness to the conversation. Like the conversation's already happening. It's already a, a kind of legitimate topic of right. debate, right? right. So... Um, there's a huge difference there. We get a lot of inspiration from the states in terms of seeing the work that American pro-lifers have done to make that conversation happen. You know, in that sense, Canada is a few decades behind, you could say, right? And um, we can see the progress that can be made by that persistent effort, you know, year after year, decade after decade. Like, it doesn't change overnight, but you can make progress by consistently doing what's effective right. and what works and that encourages us even if the starting point is further away in terms of the openness of the culture it's still important that it's done there's still lives on the line right. and we can see a path forward by seeing where american pro-life groups are and where the american culture is yeah with that in mind how has the overturning of roe versus wade uh affected you guys up north yeah, to be honest, actually, there's a lot more pro-lifers that got interested in getting involved. When they hear what's happening in the U.S. and they see how much worse Canada is, they realize that they got to do something. And so we actually get, you know, volunteer applications from people who simply found out about what happened in the U.S. And then they tell, they realize, you know what, I need to be, I need to be doing something so that Canada can... So it's given you guys America. courage to fight. Oh, definitely. Definitely. A lot of pro-lifers are inspired by what happened in the U.S. Right. Yeah. Of course, we have a, obviously the dynamics has changed in the United States. We're not claiming victory. We've got a lot of work to do here. Um, so, Blaze, you guys are going to be launching, or should I say, the yeah. uh, video truck. Okay, yeah. so, uh, and I'm, we're really excited about this, that you're taking, um, you know, the videos mobile. Not only college campuses like what we're doing. Uh, in Canada, you have a, a little harder time getting on college campuses <laughs> for the most part. But you're going to be taking the mobile billboard uh venue if you will you're gonna you're gonna move it up a couple notches explain what's going on yeah so um it was when we were uh in new york city doing activism with created equal that you were talking about these uh these more mobile billboards and getting the uh led screens that could be more portable and used in 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 more places and that got us interested and then um, created Equal got that capability with the mobile LED screens on a video truck and we got to see that and um, we are preparing to launch that as part of a national tour in Canada coming up this June. Yeah, so tell us about that. It sounds exciting. Yeah, we're doing a tour on the faces of abortion, to bring the faces of abortion victims to the public, to bring abortion victim photography, but in particular the faces of the victims that bring about that human connection with those who have been dehumanized. We're bringing that across the country. We're hitting all 10 Canadian provinces, and we're using that to launch the video truck. So we'll have video and, you know, 25 to 30 people traveling across eastern Canada, and there's a western tour to the western provinces as well. That'll be the launch of the video truck, and then we'll have that capability in Toronto and Ontario, and we're planning to, you know, uh, tour the truck around maybe it'll spend some other time in other parts of the country but so we can bring video whether that's to um to a campus outreach to complement the activists we have on the sidewalk having conversations or whether that's to other places that we can reach with video that we normally can't bring video to you know it's, it's a way to bring that even more powerful visual evidence 
to many more places. So we're really excited to have that capability. And uh, the dates, are you allowed to give them out yet? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, we don't want to give out too much information for the opposition. but uh... Yeah, we, we are just on the point of announcing the tour publicly at endthekilling.ca slash tour are all the tour dates that we have. And we're just uh, we're just putting all the, all the details and the promo out because we'll have talks in the evening in order to get pro-lifers fired up across the country. Talking about Roe and talking about how the overturning of Roe, they're still... Um, uh, you know, it's it's a victory, but the battle is ongoing, and there's a lot of pushback. I think in Canada, um, there's been a lot of uh, motivation, even from the pushback, right? So with the pro-abort pushback, and the extremely liberal laws in some states, that's been a motivator from some for some Canadians as well. Like we need to do something. You know, like th- this is spreading in the wrong direction, and um, with this tour. We are hoping to get more and more pro-lifers active and involved. We'll have evening talks talking about the faces of abortion, the importance of abortion victim photography to have that defiant street-level response to a culture of death, to rescue babies from death, and um, and doing activism blitzes across the country during the day, delivering uh, postcards with abortion victim photography, doing street outreach, having our truth trucks and video truck on the road. So. So, friends, if you live in uh, in Canada, look them up. Canadian Center for Bioethical Reform launching their video truck this summer and going uh, na- nationwide. Uh, if you want to get involved, it's uh, what's the end of the, is it end end the killing end the end the killing dot ca. That's end the killing dot ca. You might wonder why we're in the state of New York because it's such a blue state, very pro-abortion. Abortion is legal up to the very moment of birth here. Um, and, and the reason we're here is because people need to see abortion in states where the laws are basically all the way up to birth, just like in the red states. But I will say, we have a fight in Ohio, and friends, I've been talking about this. The Constitutional Amendment, they're, they're, the pro-abortion industry is trying to change the Constitution of the state of Ohio to enshrine abortion up to the very moment of birth. They're collecting signatures right now and creating equals on the front line of that. And I want to exhort you to get involved in that effort to try to keep them off the ballot we have something called the decline to sign campaign you can find out more by going to createdequal.org and we'll also be doing some uh, canvassing uh, this spring and summer and into the fall we got a big big year ahead of us we've got to defeat this in ohio or else it could go nationwide because often when ohio goes so goes the nation so that's your call to action today go to createdequal.org and sign up to help us out with the Decline to Sign campaign or to, to go door-to-door uh, once the campaign, if they get the signatures this summer, we'll be going door-to-door and we'll have places for you to plug in and get involved in the battle to save unborn children uh, in North America. So, Blaze, thanks a lot. Michelle, appreciate you coming on the road with us. Again, we're coming to you from uh, Buffalo State University here in Buffalo, New York. And we're on our tour, and tomorrow we'll be heading to another city. I won't say because the pro-abortion people are going to follow us around, so I won't let them know. But we'll be finishing up tomorrow. So pray for us as we continue to go out on the streets and in the cities and on college campuses, spreading the truth about life and the message of the gospel. God bless. See you next time.
You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.